Hello, Internet. Welcome into the 10 Things Podcast. My name is Craig, and sitting across from me, not a dad yet, Aaron Brooks. That's me. <laughs> that is you. Did you have to think about it for a minute? Were you confused? Uh, yes. Um, welcome into the show, everybody. We hope you're having a great day. It is at the time of this coming out, it is almost Father's Day. And if you're a dad... Woo. If you're driving a car and you're a dad right now, just start honking your horn. Uh, let the people know. Uh, if you're listening to this while you're mowing the yard, just scream out, I'm a dad. Um, and I don't know, just do something so the people around you know that you're a dad uh, and let them know. But we are glad that you are here today hanging out with us on the podcast. Today, Aaron, we are back to the world of entertainment. And we are talking about TV dads. Um, let's be honest. We all grew up with TV dads. Yes, we did. Uh, we were talking before we hit record that it seems like a lot of the ones that we were coming up with came from very specific eras <laughs> of TV history. Um, and you made a great point. I think that speaks more to either the state of our world now or just TV culture in general. And... I don't know which one it speaks to louder, but I think there definitely isn't the the family comedy is not even or drama. The family TV show is just not as prevalent as it once was. No, it's not. Um, and we may talk about some of those TV dads in our list. And if we don't. Maybe we can hit them in our honorable mentions. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I, I don't want to spoil anything yet, yeah. <laughs> but I want to I want to come back to that thought at some point oh, today. Oh, okay. Well, without further ado, I think I think on that we should just dive into. It. But before we get to it, I mean, quarantine is easing up a little bit for those of you that are listening to this like years in the future. Uh, thank you for going back and binge watching Ten Things. By the way, that's amazing. We're uh, we're just coming. I don't know if you can say we're coming out of it yet, but this global pandemic of COVID and uh, last week's episode, we talked about life after COVID. So listen, if you're from the future and you're listening to this, can you, tr if, if, if time travel is possible, can you travel back in time to Wuhan, China and stop that guy from eating that bat? Yes, please. That's my request to you. Um, so we're talking about TV dads. TV dads are, um, you know, everybody's kind of got their favorite. There's all these, you know, family comedies, family dramas, TV shows from those eras. Some that are modern. And I think we'll get into a couple of them. But, uh, you know, th there's definitely a type when it comes to a TV dad. Yes, I, I think so. We'll find out if, if our lists <laughs> bear that out or not. Okay. So it sounds like Aaron's just not wanting to give anything away. So Aaron, just go ahead and hit us up with number one, man. Okay. This is probably not on your list. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued now. But this is, this is my favorite TV dad of all time. I think I know who this probably is. And I'm going back to the 1960s. And he was named the greatest TV dad of all time in 2017. You're there. I can't whistle that well. <laughs> Sheriff Andy Taylor. Yeah, I knew that. I would have put him on my list had I known you wouldn't have put him on yours. So. Played by Andy Griffith, uh, one of the most well-known, most loved TV shows of all time. And as I said, he was named uh, in this NBC poll from 2017. Uh, he was declared the best TV dad of all time. One of the interesting things about Andy Griffith, and of course, I love the show. I grew up on this show. I still watch the show all the time. Um... Some say I'm just an old soul, but I love this show. Um, it's a wholesome family sitcom from back in the 60s. But one of the interesting things was that in TV shows, a lot of times we would see single mothers represented. Yeah. But this TV show was based around Sheriff Taylor as a single father. 
even even since him, you don't see a lot of single dad. No. I mean, there's been a few in there, but that's not they're the few majority. and far between. Yeah, and so it's it's this dad raising his son um, in Mayberry, North Carolina, this little rural uh, all American town, and it was a sitcom. It was funny. You had Andy Griffith who originally was supposed to be the funny man in the comedy, but ended up playing the straight man to Don Knotts' Barney true. Five. Yeah, that's true. Um, to who had a very real-life close friendship. Too. Yes. They were they were incredibly clo- close friends. As Andy Griffith got older in the 80s, he had a, a show called Matlock, where Don Knotts played with him on there. Um, Andy Griffith, his son, Opie, played by Ron Howard, mm-hmm. who says, and is a he's a great director oh, yeah. today. He went on to do Happy Days also. Happy Days, yes. And a phenomenal director. Um, on Happy Days, he had another great TV dad um, on there. That's uh, true. Mr. Yeah. Cunningham. He's not on my list. Of, hopefully he's he wasn't on yours, no, but he's, he, he's, a, he's an early honorable mention. Yeah. But uh, Ron Howard says that Andy Griffith and... Andy Taylor, to some extent, because Ron Howard was a young boy, five, six years old when this show started. Andy had a big impact on Ron's life, and they had a very much like a father and son relationship, you know, until Andy died uh, a few years back. Um, And Andy had a big influence there, and, you know, he, I think he rubbed off, that dad rubbed off on ron and helped shape his life and helped him become the man that he is today but you as you watch andy griffith the andy griffith show you find that you know he he taught his son opie by example there was always there were funny moments in every show but inevitably there was always some moment there that was a teaching moment where he would he would mess something up he would make a mistake, as we all know dads do. They all have their flaws and their their shortcomings. But Andy, he would own up to it. He was always honest with Opie. He would admit when he had made a mistake, when he had done something that was wrong, because he wanted to make sure that his son grew up to, to be a good human being, a good man uh, and a good father in his own right. And so he led with honesty, compassion, respect, uh, and was always sort of a moral compass in that show. And for those reasons, I do think he he's arguably the greatest TV dad of all time. I definitely think he's up there in the conversation. I, I don't think there's many points against him when it comes no. to the greatest TV dad. He kind of set the the standard yes. in a lot of ways. I mean, what before him? Uh, Leave it to Beaver was that around the same time? It was a uh, it was around the same time. Maybe Dick a, Van a few Dyke years before. Yes, you know, in that era. But he really kind of just that wholesome, you know, just an everyday good Southern dad. Yeah, uh, helped for sure. Um, okay, number two on our list. First one for me. I'm gonna go um, uh, to the '90s. Oh, please don't take one of mine. And uh, there's a good chance that you there's are. A good, there's a good chance that we're going to steal each other's because there's a lot. The 90s was the decade for yeah. the family comedy. Yeah. Um, you've got a lot of them. We're going to mention a lot of them on here, I'm sure. But the first one I'm going to mention is good old Danny Tanner from Full House. Okay. Was that the one you were thinking I was going to take? No, okay. it wasn't. Uh, I'm sure he's on my list, but Danny Tanner from Full House, played by Bob Saget. Um, this is a character who, kind of like Andy Taylor, is just your wholesome, really goody-two-shoe every dad. Um, if you don't know the backstory about Full House, um, the story goes where Danny has three girls. Uh, their mother had passed away. Now he's left to raise these three girls on his own. He has a uh, he has help though. Um, Uncle Jesse, I guess, is is his brother if I remember right. Um, it may be the 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 wife's brother. I don't remember. 
I actually don't remember how Jesse is, is related to them, but played by John Samos. And then uh, Dave Coulier plays Joey. And uh, they come in to kind of help. And that's that's how the whole Full House uh, storyline goes. Chaos ensues. Weekly adventures between these girls and shenanigans and stuff like that. Your typical 90s comedy. But Danny Taylor or Danny Tanner uh, is your every dad. He's a clean freak. He takes good care of his girls. He loves them. He's got, you know, it was the typical 90s thing where there's always a life lesson to learn at the end of every episode. Yes. There's always that sentimental music that plays toward the end. They tell the teaching moment and then comedy ensues at the end. Um, The funny thing about this, though, uh, Bob Saget in real life was a stand-up comedian and is known as one of the dirtiest most foul-mouthed <laughs> yeah. stand-up comedians that there is. That's what made it even more funny to the. Now, listen, I was I was I was young in the '90s, so I didn't fully understand that until later on in life. But I can imagine all the adults who knew of his stand-up. That must have made it that much more funny for them, watching Full House with their kids. I wonder if it turned any parents off. Like they heard they heard of this family comedy. Starring Bob, Bob Saget. Saget. And I wonder if they go, oh, no, we can't let our kids watch this. I think there's a really good chance that that happened. I never put two and two together on like the parent side of things. But uh, obviously on, on network TV, on a TGIF kind of spotlight, uh, Danny Tanner cleaned it up really nicely. Of course, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, that's the show that got their start. He was the dad to them or to her because they played the same girl. Um, and so, yeah, there was, there was a lot of, of good chemistry. It went on to, uh, it went on to make a spinoff on Netflix recently, Fuller House that starred the girls grown up. Um, uh, he was not the original dad though for that show. Uh, originally they, they looked at Paul Reiser who started mad about you, um, but turned it down, um, so it didn't quite work out. So Bob Saget took over and became the dad. So uh, Bob Saget as Danny Tanner. Did you were you a big Full House guy growing up? Did you did you watch a lot of it? I've only seen bits and pieces of the series. Yeah, I've, I've never seen the entire series. It's good if you like '90s sitcoms. It fits right in with those. So Danny Tanner, number two on our list today. So I want to stay in the '90s. And kind of go from one house that was full of girls to a house that was full of boys to another dad, uh, Tim Taylor, the tool man, played by (laughs) Tim Allen. Yes. Uh, And again, this was kind of a a, a guy's guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he he loves sports. Mm Mm-hmm. Cars, um, could fix anything. Yeah. Kind of almost counter to a lot of TV dads in the fact that the TV dad's always the one that's fixing stuff. Yes. He was always breaking stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, and of course he, you know, he was, um, the hospital staff knew him pretty well. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He had good parenting skills, though. He always got some help, though, from his neighbor. Yeah. You know, uh, Wilson. Wilson, yes. And in in very much similar ways to Danny Tanner and even Andy Taylor, Mm -hmm. there were always teaching moments. Always teaching moments, yeah. And you'd have that, you know, come the end of the episode. Uh, he understood kind of the rule that you, being the man of the house meant apologizing when you were wrong. Mm-hmm. You might seem throughout the episode he'd fight against or whatever, but when it came down to the end, he knew if he was wrong, he would apologize for his mistakes, for his errors. Uh, he And he lived to treat his family good. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a, a, a great dad. It's interesting that he plays the dad of three boys in Home Improvement. Right, yeah. Whereas we now see Tim Allen playing a dad again on TV. Yeah. 
in Last Man Standing. It's essentially the same show. The same show. It's just different dynamic. Exactly. And I would I would bet I would go as far as to say that there are things that he is he did in the nineties on home improvement he could not get away with now. Probably so. That needs to be a whole other episode. Shows that would never be made today. Oh yes. Because there's a great list of shows we, that yeah. could uh-huh. never be made today. Yeah. And you think about home improvement, as wholesome as it was, there was there was like some male chauvinisty <laughs> things going on that, you know, I mean, some people are going to have a problem with. I don't necessarily, you know, turn my nose up at that. But you definitely, if you rewatch it, you go, okay, yeah, there. That's not, you can't do that can't on TV that. today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Heidi, I mean, you can't do that today. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so, Tim, uh, Tim Taylor, the tool man, coming in on our list today of TV dads. Yes. In our third spot. That was a required viewing for us as growing up. Like that we just we were a TV family, so we loved gathering around. Like we would we would designate time to do that's how we spent family time together. And I remember that just what we would watch that show growing up. My dad loved him. I mean he I mean my dad's into tools and that kind of stuff anyway. And so um anytime my dad would uh who's probably listening to this right now, but anytime he would, you know, just kind of feel manly, you know, that that was kind of a thing that you did, you know, everyone was doing it. Everybody's doing the grunt. The uh how, how long has it been since you've seen Home Improvement? Oh man, it's been a long time. It's been I don't know if it's on any streaming services or not. But I know it still airs on TV, mm-hmm. um, so I I, I, I I keep it DVR'd on there. Do you? Because I, I enjoy going to watch a, an episode of it from just time to time. You yeah. know, put that on and and enjoy seeing some classic Tim Allen. Yeah. Well, staying in the '90s, you're gonna notice a trend here. By the way, okay, <laughs> a lot of these are gonna be in the '90s. I have a feeling I've got I got one or two that are in the aughts, but um, this is this is a TV dad that you may not. Th- think of right away and i might usually not think of him but lauren and i have rediscovered this show it's oh, weird no, what you find mine it's weird what you find in quarantine um because like um had you told me in december we would be binge watching this show right now i would have thought you're crazy but number four i am breaking out carl winslow okay all right from family matters okay Carl Winslow, played by Reginald Vell Johnson. Okay. Where are you binging the show, number one? <laughs> YouTube TV. I'm just Okay, okay. I'm just, okay. Well, here's here's the thing. Okay. So one one show that we uh I think it was oh, I don't remember what show it was. There was some show that we had DVR'd on on TBS, and we kept noticing that Family Matters kept coming on at the end of that show. And I'm like, my gosh, I haven't seen that in 20 years at least. It makes me want to go back and watch it. And so I hit I hit record. And you know how these cable networks like TBS do. They they will start at episode one. They'll go all the way through. Right. And so uh, now we have all the seasons of the show. And we're just, in our free time, we're just put it on. And uh, it's just really, it's entertaining. You you forget, this is going to sound maybe, um, maybe a little bit lame, maybe a little bit cheesy, but you forget how much you miss wholesome family <laughs> comedies in 2020. Like it's yes. so nice to just watch these wholesome family comedies that have these little happy endings and the little inspirational music at the end, how it can turn on a dime and just go from comedy to now, son, you know, <laughs> exactly. We don't do that kind of thing. And I'll always love you. Those kind of moments. But, Carl Winslow, I had to put him on my list. Number one, because we're watching the show right now. Number two, think about everything. I didn't, I guess you don't realize some of these characters until you go back and watch, but like he, he was the father of three children. Okay. Two girls and a son. He, right before the series starts, apparently he brings in his sister-in-law, his wife's sister, whose husband died brings him her in to live with them who has a infant child and the first episode you realize he brings in his mother to stay with them so now carl winslow <laughs> the saint of a man that he is has three <laughs> kids a nephew a sister-in-law and a mother living in the same house and he's a chicago police officer and then 
the big the biggest piece of the puzzle Steve, Steve Urkel, Urkel which I did not realize was we should have included him in our TV characters list. I, I don't know if he was an honorable mention or something. Did we mention him? We did not. We should have because this is a TV icon right here. Okay, yes, is. this is a misstep and a travesty to not include Steve Urkel on our TV characters list. Did I do that? Yes, but did you know he was not originally part of the show? No, I didn't. I had no idea. Rewatching this, you don't see him for the first six episodes. Oh wow. And he doesn't actually appear. His first episode is episode 12. And he was supposed to be a one-off character. He was never supposed to return. Oh, wow. He was supposed to be Laura's date. Oh. But the the audience loved him. And so in syndication, after that season was over, they realized that the audience loved Steve Urkel. They went back and recorded little cold opens including him and then reruns they added him into the beginnings of like seven <laughs> episodes just so it could kind of be a warm-up oh, wow. and then season two you see a ton of urkel but um yeah carl winslow he if you don't if you haven't watched family matters i'm sure you've seen die hard he's the the cop on die hard not <laughs> not bruce willis <laughs> he, the other <laughs> he's the cop on the outside uh <laughs> talking to bruce willis but uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, Carl Winslow, that is my number four on our list today. Coming in at number five, which is interesting because on Ranker, in the Witch TV Dead, you wish your was your own. He's also ranked number five. One that uh, we don't really know him as much of a dad as we do as, as an uncle. Dude, I, I had him on my list. How about Uncle Phil? That's right. Philip Banks. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, played by James Avery. Uh, he was a a lawyer and then a judge. Uh, this guy was literally the law in his house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he, he ruled with an iron fist. Yes, he did. Uh, there was a lot of tough love. But underneath that big disciplinarian that he was was a big soft heart absolutely uh i mean he he takes in his nephew to get him off the streets of philadelphia mm -hmm. will smith will smith in case you don't know in case you've been living under a rock in case the, yeah in case life. you don't know the plot of fresh prince of Bel-Air. um from West Philadelphia. Born, <laughs> born and raised. And raised. <laughs> On a playground is where he spent most of his days. Uh, he was an incredible TV father. Not just a father to his own kids, but a father to Will. Opens up his, his home and his heart. And as big of a pain as Will is when he comes, you know, to live with phil there's still those teaching moments it's, it's like a reoccurring theme that we see in this um he loved his family and he loved his nephew even though there were times that they all got under his skin interrupted his his routines and his things that he loved he still, at the end of the day, always came back to he loved his family. Absolutely. Still one of the most, I mean, there are very few moments. You, you know me. I'm not an emotional guy. There are very few TV moments like the episode where Will's real dad yes. leaves him again. Yes. And he breaks down in Uncle Phil's arms yes. saying, why don't he love me, man? Yes. I mean... That will just rip you to shreds. And then Uncle Phil just being the dad. Oh, saying, yeah. I'm, I'm right here. You know? Yeah. Gosh, gut-wrenching, but so good. So, like I said, he's he's number five on the, on the ranker list of who would you want to be your father? I would be tempted to make him high, higher on my list. You think? I, I, I'm tempted, man. I mean, he, he's just that kind of TV dad. You know, he's not... He, he's he's stern, but, you know, he's got a big heart. He was just a great character on TV. 
I just closed my my tab because I was going to tell you who the other fathers were ranked ahead oh. of him. Uh, let me let me get that pulled back up um, because it was it was interesting to see who different people yeah wish were their father. Um, we've already mentioned two of them. Okay, number uh, one. Can I guess? Yeah, who those yeah, two yeah, are yeah, yeah. Um, Andy Taylor. Yes, and. Mm, I'm going to say Danny Tanner. Tim Taylor. Okay. And it was one of those two. So ahead of him is the father, Charles Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie. Okay. Which I don't really. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about the show. Uh, and hold on. Tell me, that surprises me. I thought you'd be all about Prairie. I have it recorded. Do you? Yeah. I, I DVR it. And I'm sure I've seen episodes of it in the past, but it's it's one that that Eric and I have said, hey, we need to you know watch the yeah. show because it was a it was a pretty iconic show, right? Uh, in its time, um, the only time I ever remember seeing any of it was like at my grandma's house. You know, she'd mm-hmm. have it on. Mm-hmm. I, I have never. I don't think I've ever sit down and watched an episode. And rank number four is the father from Modern Family. Okay, so. I would be tempted to move Uncle Phil into the top three mm. if it were up to me. Yeah. If if I were making this list, I think there's an argument he could be a top three I, TV dad. I would argue top two. I Out of those five they listed, top two for me. And it, it would be competitive for me. Now, what? again, keep in mind, this is the list of which TV dad you wish was your own. Okay. Because that that's changes it just a little bit from who was the best TV dad. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So Phil is number one. He's got the money. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. He does. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's got the money. Yeah. That's Phil. Absolutely. So number five on our list, Uncle Phil, Philip Banks. Love it. Okay. Number six for me is I'm going to finally bring us into the aughts. Okay. And I'm going to give you, I've got a twofer. Okay, Ooh. I got two for the price okay, of one. I like so, it. Two dads on the same show, and I'm going to talk about Ray and Frank Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay, Ray Ramon played by Ray Romano, and then his father Frank Barone played by Peter Boyle, which uh, the late great. By the way, uh, uh, Uncle Phil played by James Avery. James Avery passed away yes. last year, I think. Uh, it's, it's- been a few years. Has it been a couple? Yeah. And then uh, Peter Boyle also has passed away. He passed away a few years ago. Um, if you if you haven't seen the show, the story centers around Ray Barone. Uh, this actually it models very similar to Ray Romano's life in the fact that he's got a daughter and twins, um, and it's close to his family, kind of an Italian American family, and uh, in New York. And uh, but in the show, um, Ray is a sports writer, and Ray is your um, your prototypical 2000s dad. So this is a sitcom that doesn't have the life lessons like your 90s does. Um, there may be some sprinkled in there from time to time, but most more often than not, the show is just about comedy. It's not about trying to teach you something. Um, and so Ray plays the dad who, who uh, you know, he's always trying to, you know, get a little something from the wife, if you know what I'm talking about. He's he's trying to wrestle with the kids. He's learning how to be a dad the right way. He makes mistakes. He always wants to go play golf. Uh, he gets into shenanigans and stuff like that. Um, so he's your kind of typical dad. Uh, I would say he's probably, so far on our list, he's probably the closest to an actual real-life dad as far as how he's portrayed. Like just yes. your average, you know, likes golf, works uh, you know, works a, a day job, comes home, you know, deals with the kids, deals with the wife, that kind of vibe. Um, whereas Frank Barone, his dad, his parents live across the street from him. Frank Barone, I tell Lauren this all the time and she laughs at me. I want to be Frank Barone when I'm old. <laughs> I do. Uh, I want to be that grumpy old man, super sarcastic, who just plops down, just put on the game. I want to watch the game. Bring me a bring me a drink, and let let me just watch the game. Um, 
because I love the sarcasm. I love the the humor. I love that I don't give a I don't give a crap about anything. Just kind of mentality. And so um, those are two. The twofer that I have is Ray and Frank Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, trying to get trying to include something from the two thousands here on this list. Yeah. So that, that's my pick for number six. Okay. I'm going to come up to uh, modern time as well. I'm going to come into the, the 2010s. Uh-oh. Yeah. I didn't know there were any. Uh, this one, you don't see this one on a lot of lists, and it's not one that you would typically think of as being a great TV dad. Okay. But I want to I want to make a case for why Ron Swanson okay. from Parks and Rec deserves to be mentioned up here i saw him on one list okay and i have not having having not really seen parks and i've seen a few hit and miss episodes didn't even know he was a dad he's not (laughs) (laughs) okay i wasn't expecting that answer that got me off guard (laughs) in the beginning oh intrigue ron swanson hates kids well, he, he sounds like a great candidate for our list. He's not a dad and he hates kids. Awesome. Okay. Uh, he hates anything that is frivolous, silly. He's just, he he's not into this. But in the fifth season of Parks and Rec, he begins to date a woman who has two daughters. And so in this episode... Ron, um, he ends up in the office one day and out of necessity, he volunteers to babysit his daughter, uh, his girlfriend's daughters at the office and everything goes wrong. He ends up with glitter all over himself. And those of you who have watched Parks and Rec, or if you know very little about Parks and Rec, you probably know that Ron is a very, you know, like I said, he's 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 gruff. He's to the point. He's not a jokester. Yeah, no, not at all. He's a no-nonsense kind of guy. He loves rare meat, right? Yes. Bacon. Bacon. Uh, he loves his whiskey. He talks like this. That's a terrible impression. I tried. I thought it was coming out okay at the beginning, and I was. It just faded away really quickly. He ends up messing everything up. One of the uh, one of the girls ends up, you know, cutting her hair with scissors, and so he has to tell his girlfriend everything is has gone wrong while he was in charge of babysitting. But through all of this, Ron discovers that there's more to life than just his bacon and his steak and his whiskey and his dislike of government. And (laughs) so while he's working in government, (laughs) while he's working in government. And it's in this episode where he ends up telling Diane that he's in love with her and he wants to be together forever and they get married and Ron becomes a fierce defender of these two girls and he goes all out to love them and he joins the family when they get married and he just becomes this wonderful father Mm -hmm. that you don't see this happening to ron swanson (laughs) so no matter how messy parenthood can be and this all starts out very messy but he finds out that it's totally worth it. Okay. And so because of that, Ron Swanson deserves to be in this list because it's a big leap for his character. He doesn't it's just true. start out yeah. as this lovey-dovey, yeah. you know, sitcom father. He he works his way into this. I would love, absolutely love, I, you know, I have not... I was not a fan of Parks and Rec. I didn't get into it, but I love Ron Swanson. I would absolutely love to see a spinoff of Ron Swanson as a family man in a 
typical prototypical <laughs> family comedy. Yes. That would be amazing. Yes, it would. To see that dry fathery figure yes. dealing with because how old was this little girl? They were six, seven, eight years old. Okay. To see they they would be around sixteen to I eighteen years say, old now. To see them yeah. as teenagers and him dealing with boys and driving it would be incredible watching this, uh nbc you need to make this happen like somebody if you've got connections to anybody in the entertainment industry please send them this podcast because this needs to happen like i am a bull send it supporter of having ron swanson and his own family comedy it dealing would, with a mother-in-law oh yeah <laughs> It would sort of bring back that family comedy Absolutely. that we don't see a whole lot of today. And I think I think that would be welcomed. Maybe that's just my opinion. Yes. I think that would be welcomed in today's world, some family comedy like that. Right. Um, because you've seen the success of like modern family. There's a reason that you know that's been successful. I think bring some of those family comedies into the twenty first century would be really unique. Um okay. I'm going to kinda honestly Go in the same vein of Ron Swanson for a oh. second. Maybe. Kind of. And number eight on our list, I'm going to go with a man named Fred G. Sanford. Of the show yes. Sanford and yes. Sons. Okay, played by Red Fox, um, whose real name, I did not know this when I was doing a little bit of research on this. I did not know. That Red Fox's real name is John Elroy Sanford. And well, that the character of Fred Sanford is actually modeled after his real life older brother named Fred G. Sanford. Oh, wow. Who actually died seven years before the show came on. Oh, wow. So Red actually paid tribute to his brother by playing this character. That's amazing. I had That's... no idea. Back to the podcast. For yes, me. it is. Okay. So if you have never seen Sanford and Son, you are missing out because that is comedy gold. Okay, so the the premise of the show is uh, Sanford has a son, thus the name Sanford, Sanford and Son. <laughs> they own like this junkyard kind of place, and uh, the son uh, is played by. Uh, hold on, let me look. His name is uh, Lamont, Lamorn, something like that. I think I, it's Lamont. I think it, I think you're right. I think it is Lamont Stanford. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember who it's played by. I think it's somebody pretty pretty significant, though. If I don't remember right, if I don't remember right, is that how you say it? Um, but they own a junkyard, and uh, Sanford, Fred Sanford, his wife uh, had died at one point, and so one of like the biggest running gags of the show is anytime Fred gets distressed, what does he do? He clutches his heart. Elizabeth, I'm coming home. Elizabeth, I'm coming to you. Um, it's just comedy gold. He, and listen, he is not, let's be honest. He's not necessarily a good dad. <laughs> no. Cause he really puts down his son a lot. He really doesn't take a lot of responsibility. He pawns a lot of stuff on, but if you're talking about an iconic, memorable TV dad, he's one of them. He is one of them. I think we would be remiss not to put him on our top 10 list. Um, TV guide ranked uh, him number 36 on their list of the 50 greatest TV characters, not just TV dads, uh, characters just, wow. of all time in 1999. So uh, definitely, definitely worthy of being on our top 10 list for TV dads. Uh, Fred Sanford of Sanford. This was in the 70s, by the way. So like you, you have... You have gone past the era of Andy Griffith and those wholesome dads. And the 70s are a little bit rebellious, you know. Yes. And especially when it came to, like, you know, race and stuff like that, you started to see them being represented more on TV. Right. The Jeffersons and stuff like that. And so seeing someone like him come on and be this character was just really great. This is my final. This is your final. TV dad. Okay. This takes us to number nine. Ward Cleaver. Really? From Leave It to Beaver. Uh, again, this is one of the shows that I love watching. Still watch it today. Um, this one was set in the late 50s, the early 60s. Uh, Ward was just kind of the iconic all-American dad. 
uh, worked at the office, came home, you know, had the two the two boys, Beaver Cleaver and the older son, Wally, um, you know, play catch with them in the yard, always invested in their uh, in their lives. He enjoyed his usual round of golf. He liked to hang out at the country club, chores around the house, just sort of an all-American uh, picture of a dad played by Hugh Beaumont. Uh, and again, in the what we see from the 90s and sort of the 50s, 60s theme, here you've got the two dad, uh, you've got the dad with the two boys, Beaver and Wally, they were always into some sort of mischief. There was always some big moral dilemma that was going on. And Ward was there, you know, to to discipline when necessary, uh, there to uh, help them when they needed it. There was always a lot of the, the talks, you know, he would go up in the evenings if they were in trouble, whatever, before bedtime. He'd come into the room, he'd sit down, they'd have a talk together, and at the end of the episode, you know, everything's okay again. There were times where in his office he enjoyed reading the newspaper, smoking his pipe, and there were times when these boys would have some uh, crisis in life where they would come to him and, you know, they'd have this uh, this man-to-man talk in the, in the den together. Uh, just sort of the all-American dad that's... Uh, well deserving of being listed, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, he is he is considered in a lot of ways as the like the prototype dad of like that, yes, that era. That era, absolutely. You know, when you talk about like what's what's the reference? Whenever every time you're talking about perfect families, the, the Cleaver the the Cleaver family. Yeah. Yep. So it makes sense that the the dad would be included in that and be be uh, instrumental into that. He was your, he was your, he was, what was that? The fifties? Late fifties. So he's, he was your prototype fifties oh, yeah. dad, you know, clock in kind of mentality. Yes, he was. Okay. Last one on our list before we hit the honorables. And I think we're going to have a handful of honorable mentions. Um, I know I do. Um, we've already teased him a little bit and I'm including him in our top 10 because I think, I think he's deserving of a, of a 10 spot. Um, and one of the very few, I think, uh, memorable TV dads from the 2010 plus years, Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. There he is. Um, how much Modern Family have you watched? Any, any at all? Very little. Um, I would watch Modern, and I really, honestly, I have watched Modern Family just for him. To me, he is the star of the show. Um, Played by Ty Burrell. Ty, who is a really funny character actor, does a lot of great stuff. Um, Phil Dunphy uh, sees himself as the cool dad, okay? Um, he loves his family. He dotes on his wife, Claire, constantly tries to bond with his three kids. He's got two daughters and a son. Very competitive. Um, being, uh, He is a realtor. Um, this character became so popular that the National Board of Realtors actually had this character come onto their TV commercials, <laughs> and you would see Philisms come up on the TV commercials. Um, so he does, though, have a very severe case of I'm I'm going to butcher how to say this, but colorophobia, which is the fear of clowns. <laughs> oh wow! And many the speculation is that. Uh, he feels like this may be because Phil found a dead clown in the woods when he was a child. <laughs> um, so yeah, Phil Phil Dunphy, just a hilarious character on the show. Uh, he's he's one of those. It's almost a throwback to the the TV dads of the '90s um, and earlier. Kind of very physical comedy. You know, will trip over something and be stupid, or will try to fix something and it fails and. Really, honestly, he is like the dad of all the dads of the 90s, where it's just kind of under one person, um, tries to be, you know, tries to connect with his kids. He's very sarcastic. Lots of, I mean, I think he probably was the creator of the dad joke. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just dad joke after dad joke, thinks he's funny when he's not, which makes him hilarious. So, Phil Dunphy for me by Ty Burrell, Modern Family, 
rounds out our 10 list for me today. Aaron, I know you've got some honorable mentions. I certainly do. Why don't Why don't we hit them up? Let's go. All right. Uh, number one, George Jefferson. Yeah. You mentioned him a minute, a minute ago, but George Jefferson, well-deserving of, of a mention. Absolutely. Uh, Archie Bunker. Oh, yeah. That's all a, in the family. Yeah. Again, 70s, rebellious, yeah. sort of like the Fred Sanford. Another uh, show that could not be made today. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, Rob Petrie, played by Dick Van Dyke in the Dick Van Dyke Show. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and then here's my final two that are kind of odd, but in a weird way they deserve to be on the list. Okay. Walter White. Yeah. I, you can argue and say that seasons one, two, maybe, maybe part of three. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he he's doing stuff out of love for his family. Exactly. I mean, he risked it all for his family. Yes. Then he went. He broke bad. <laughs> and then another guy that's sort of in the same vein, Breaking Bad, Marty Bird from Ozark. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, played by Jason Bateman. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, gets roped into uh, a, a, some bad stuff. He has no, through no fault of his own, finds himself in a very uh, dire situation with some bad people, some drug dealers. And so he's doing everything that he's doing to protect his family, at least for a while. The Season three just came out a couple of months ago. And I think I think you could make a case that Marty is sort of breaking bad in his own show uh-oh. here, Ozark. Uh-oh. Uh, Netflix taking a, a cue from AMC. Yeah, there. I, I think so. So I'm going to put those on my list. Okay. I've got four also. Uh, number one on my honorable mentions, he would be included in the top ten list had it not been for personal things. Cliff Huxtable, played by Bill Cosby from The Cosby Show. Yes. There's no doubt he would be one of the top yeah. three in all of these lists. Right. Had it not been for his personal miscues as a human being. Um, because he was like the epitome of a TV dad. Yes. I mean, he his was probably... His character deserves to be... His character does, yes. You Absolutely. have to separate the, the TV character from, yes. from Bill Cosby. You and, have to, but yeah. it's hard. Uh-huh. Otherwise, uh-huh. so he gets an honorable mention for the TV yes. character. Um, Homer Simpson... From The Simpsons, uh, voiced by Dan Castellanata. Uh, personally, didn't watch a ton of The Simpsons. I do see clips from here and there. I, I've, I've told Lauren that I, I want to go back and just start watching The Simpsons from the beginning. Uh, she said, you can do it in your own time. I said, okay. Um, but, you know, the, the show's been around for 20-something years. you got to give him at least an honorable mention. Um, known for donuts and dope. Um this is a name that probably nobody else is going to recognize. I had to look it up. I just came across it. Paul Hennessy from Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, played by John Ritter. This was a show in the early 2000s or mid-2000s. Uh, this, this show, I think, would have become one of the most popular shows, but John Ritter actually died during production of yes. this show, like the second or third season. Yes. Uh, it was a great show. Kaylee Cuoco was in this sh- show. That's what kind of got her on her start. But he was just your great TV dad. Uh, and I think it would get more respect had it gone longer. They they kept the show going for a season or so after he died. It just wasn't the same though. And then uh, you mentioned the serious one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a plug for my favorite show and say Rick Grimes yeah, from The Walking Dead. I, I, I had a feeling okay? that was gonna be there. So yeah. uh, any any dad who who fights through a, hordes of zombies to find his family. In the apocalypse deserves uh, a little bit of at least an honorable mention on our list of TV dads for sure. I want to play a quick round of higher or lower with you here, okay? Ooh, okay. I like it. I'm going to give you a, a name and where they're ranked here on this list, and you tell me if they should be higher or lower. Okay, I like it. Let's go. Howard Cunningham, number six. Having not heard the rest of the list, I'm going to put him lower. Peter Griffin, number nine. Lower. Danny Tanner, number 10. Higher. Carl Winslow, 18. Ooh, higher. Mr. Brady, Mike 
Brady. Oh, we didn't even mention him. No, he deserves an honorable mention. He does he deserve Brady him. Bunch? Yeah. Not number nineteen. Higher. Yeah. Uh, Rick Grimes at twenty four. Okay, I'd put him higher. Just I'm a fan of the show. I love it. Uh, let's see. They have Ray Barone at thirty one. Um, mm, I might put it higher, but uh, higher considering who I've heard so far. Tony Soprano, forty eight. Never saw the series. I know. Don't don't send hate mail. Cordell Walker. Don't even know who that is. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Oh, okay. As Walker, Walker. Texas Ranger at fifty four. Didn't realize he was a dad. Neither did I. <laughs> I remember watching that show. I didn't realize it was a dad. Uh, number 55 is Batman. <laughs> like just all of them? <laughs> the animated series Batman Beyond and the new Batman Adventures. I don't know that he had a kid in that series. Or I didn't know Batman had a kid. I, I didn't either. Wow. And uh, last but... Well, I guess he is least. Number 77. How about Penny's dad from Big Bang Theory? Oh, wow. Yeah. Not even worth a mention. That's a secondary <laughs> character. How he's number 77, I don't know. Wow. All right. Well, that's been a fun one. Aaron, what do people need to do right now? Give us a review. Some nice words. Yes, please. Please do that. Leave us a five-star rating. That really helps people to find our podcast. And share it with some friends. Tap that share button. Send them a link. Yeah. Text them and say, hey, this is a great podcast. You need to check it out. Only if you mean it. If you don't mean it, well, just lie. It's fine. Actually, we don't condone condone lying. Yes. I mean, you wouldn't hurt our feelings (laughs) if you did. I'm just saying. We'll never know. Yeah. Just don't tell us. Um, We're also on social media. I almost said Spotify. You can find this podcast on Spotify if you know somebody who likes Spotify. Um instagram facebook and twitter uh we have accounts that's about it we just have accounts um happy father's day by the way uh to all the dads out there listening enjoy some golf some steak yeah take advantage of it what's the classic dad gift is not a necktie anymore is it i don't think it's a necktie i think it's something to do with golf now golf balls golf clubs anyway for the 10 things i'm craig i'm aaron we will catch you next time goodbye